Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is episode seven and a very special episode at that. For those of you on the go, this is the audio version of a video interview that we conducted with Brady of Brady Fit, which can be found on Rumble. If you're not familiarized with Rumble or where to find us on the platform, no worries. The podcast's Instagram page has you covered with all the details. Now, Brady, this young man is very intelligent and at the age of 20 he has spearheaded his own business in the fitness industry and i gotta tell you he's leaving quite the dent and in the best way he's identified as you'll find today a very specific niche that is often overlooked or is underutilized and he is helping guys take that first step in their fitness journey specifically with those guys who want to lose that first five to 10 pounds. Now, not only is he helping them reach those goals, but he's also educating them on proper exercise technique and the importance of mastering that technique before you start adding weight to your exercise. Furthermore, he goes into the importance of not only finding a mentor in his early years, but learning as much as he could from that mentor, being introduced to the second, and then letting that momentum drive him forward to where he's currently experiencing the level of success that he talks about in today's episode, as well as from what I found out outside of this interview, the success that he is expecting to experience, not only in the weeks and months ahead, but also in the years and decades to come. So I'm really excited to bring you this interview today because there's a lot of stuff that we talk about in this interview today that I think is often overlooked. And, and the importance of it is, is consistency as well as having a very strong and solid foundation for the journey in which many of us, once we get into the fitness world, will begin to travel down. And if you're not really set up with a good foundation from the start, you're really set up for failure. And this is something that Brady really takes time. You can tell not only in the way he talks about his clients, but the way that he's also carried himself in conversations that we have had outside of this interview. And the way he talks about setting his clients up for success has indicated to me that this young man truly is in this business to rock the world and change some lives. And I got to tell you, some of the stuff that he imparts on his clients, as well as the people that are coming to him for that first initial fitness journey, I got to tell you, you guys could not be under better guidance. So without further ado, we're excited to introduce Brady of Brady Fit in the very first interview of the podcast. If you want to watch the video, go check us out on Rumble. But for those of you guys on the go and returning to us, returning to us via Spotify or Apple, Apple Podcasts, welcome back to the show. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into it, guys. Welcome back. All right, man. This is it. Oh man, this is a good day. This is like very first like recorded interview for the podcast. And Brady, you are right here with it, man. So welcome to the show, dude. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate it for having um, me. I know it was it was kind of funny because I uh I kind of hit you up like out of nowhere. I just kind of slid into your DMs on uh Instagram <laughs> and I think you and I started trading memes first. So I was like, actually, this guy knows his stuff. I figured I'd get you on mm-hmm. the show. So um, like I said, thanks for humoring me. Uh you know, and the early onset and, uh, you know, thanks for agreeing to come on the show, man. So happy to have you. So for those of you, uh, that don't know, uh, Brady is really big into fitness. We kind of talked him up a little bit on a couple of the, uh, Instagram stories. And this is, uh, this is a big day because this is not only the first, yeah. uh, interview for the, uh, for the early insight, but this is also your very first podcast yeah, interview. So, I mean, there we go. So, <laughs> Go ahead and uh, tell everybody out there kind of who you are, what you're all about, and uh, what you're kind of working on, 
and we'll we'll yeah. kind of go from there, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm Brady. Um, I'm 20 years old. So I do have a fitness um, fitness business program. Um, and <clears throat> actually, come here. Sorry, you're <laughs> good, man. You're good. It's, like, it's kind of funny. Okay, it's like a speed day. Okay, so you you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a fitness business. It's cool, man. It's it's not a big deal. It's all good, brother. So, because okay. this can be a little. Uh, so, let me ask you this, man. Because it, it does sound like a little. Um, I always used to hate those things in class too, where you stand up and be like, yeah. "One interesting th- thing about you," and be like, "Hi, I'm from <laughs> down the street. You're yeah. you're good, brother. You're good." So, um, okay. As, as far as the 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 fitness business goes, let me, let me ask yeah. you this, man. Because like for for you to be spearheading that at, at your age, I think that's one of the things that, that surprised me the most is that you, you had a vision and you had a a plan for yourself, especially at a young age, which is very, very rare. It's not often that I come across many 20 year olds that have, Mm -hmm. have the game plan that you do. And so walk me through that. Like what was, what was the first thing that you kind of noticed in your, your surroundings and your environment that, made you kind of stop and go like, Hey, this would be, this would be kind of cool to do as, you know, a career or really kind of look into as a business, mm-hmm. you know, what was, what was the first, first sign that this is what you needed to be doing? Yeah. So I'll take a step back first. Um, I actually started getting into this about when I was like 17. Um, okay. <clears throat> so I had like a mentor, it was like a mindset coach or give or say, uh, and that kind of like twirled into business coaching. Um, and eventually, you know, I knew I would love fitness. I knew, like, I played ice hockey for 11 years. Like, I always liked working out um, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So starting that and just looking into just and brainstorming what, like, I wanted to do. Because, like, it was, I joined this course called the Life, Avoiding the Life of Normality. And <clears throat> there's, like, five of us in there total. So they talked about a bunch of different things. And I was like one of the only people that actually did the work because it was like a free group type of thing. And I was like, okay, I want to actually make something of this. And um, so I started that and I was like, I want to create this fitness course. Okay. So I started working on this course and stuff like that. And it was like this looking back, it was, it was brutal. It was a little rough, but um, yeah. So that kind of twirled into my next coach that I got and I kind of kept meeting like my next coach after doing work for someone else. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the first guy I had was about a little younger than me. And um, then my next coach was kind of like where things twirled from there. And I kind of like really started to learn things about marketing and business and that sort of thing. Um, other than just like, you know, post this post that and here's a picture of me like yeah okay we get it you know you, you're into fitness that sort of thing um but yeah man so <clears throat> oh sorry <clears throat> oh you're good apologies yeah, so, are killing everybody right now it's all good brother. you're good but yeah so yeah man um why i wanted to get into like fitness space and stuff like that for one like i've always liked fitness obviously but two just wanting to and like seeing like the transformation in people's lives like online and stuff like on instagram youtube mm-hmm. you see these transformations and whatnot and it's just like it's so inspiring and it's like it's not just uh, fitness it's not just your body change it's mm-hmm. your it's a life transformation like your mindset that goes into it because whether people want to think about this or not when you work out and stuff like that there's things that go into this that you have to do on a regular basis or at least mm-hmm. a weekly basis to actually see results 
and you have these small habits and you have these small changes and this discipline that you build up will put and and like you know be put in deep different uh areas of your life and no people really thinks about that but working out and being like a gym rag per se uh it kind of it plays into different roles in your life you know with your life your dating and stuff like that um your career because you have to do things you don't want to do because there's days you don't want to go in the gym and you just go because you want the results you know you have to put in the work and you know that there's yeah. days you're not going to be motivated so it's just this type of thing that just moves on and kind of piles on kind of like laying a brick on brick on brick type of thing um and over time it just builds up over time but yeah so you know fitness um i was first i wanted to get into like you know helping guys bulk up and stuff like that but i was like you know maybe let's touch in some weight loss and see how that goes um yeah. so yeah i mean that's kind of like how things are going um it's going all right but uh you know we're just taking one thing at a time see where things go yeah i mean there's there's a there's something to be said about the process too and i mean you you kind of touched on a lot of great stuff there with respects to mm. you know you kind of came across the your your first couple of mentors, it just so happened that the the first dude that got you into it, you said was, you know, a little bit younger. And then obviously you get up there and and yeah. yours. And it's kind of funny because one of the things that I think that often doesn't get talked about when you you first start out is this idea that, you know, having a mentor is really, really paramount to kind of walking along that success. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, it, and on the surface level, once somebody presents it to you, you're like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to have a mentor, but it's like when you're actually in, you know, in the thick of it, um, mm -hmm. this is my ADD brain, man. It's like into the thick of it. You got the one dude like walking through the grass. So it's just, uh -huh. I'll sit here and make pop culture references all day. Like we're going to be here forever if that happens, but uh -huh. no. So like when, when you're actually in, in the trenches, if you will, and you're really mm -hmm. starting out, it's, it's something that you don't really think about. And it's, it's also kind of this, this catch 22 is that you I wouldn't even necessarily say a catch 22, but I think sometimes trying to locate a mentor can be the trickiest part. Cause you got to figure out, okay, mm -hmm. where do these guys exist? How do I get on their radar? And the guys that are actually at the level that I want to be performing at, they're very hard to get to, not because they're not accessible, not because they're not, they don't have a heart for teaching or anything like that but it can be very difficult for them to be accessed simply because of the amount of people wanting to actually get their time and attention in addition to their own businesses already you know calling so much for their their resources it can be tricky and then i think what you touched on too is that you know it started with one and that led into another and another and now you have these list of connections that you you know, are very easily able to like pick up and just be like, Hey, I have a question about this. Yeah. And that comes with building the network on it. And I think that that's severely, you know, under discussed in the early years when you're trying to find folks who will get you to the next step and you have to draw from that experience of people that have walked the path before. So, I mean, you're, yeah, it's, it's good that that was in place and you're actually mm -hmm. going forward on that. That's awesome. Cause sometimes that's, not the easiest thing to hunt down. And then once you realize, yeah. Oh, I need this. Why didn't anybody tell me it? And they're like, Oh, yeah. well, we thought you knew it's like, no man. Like, you know, cause nobody ever tells you it, but it's yeah. nope. so, and then you touched on something else that was really, uh, really kind of good uh, for the the fitness aspect of it. And it was, um, you know, just getting up that motivation to get up and just do it, especially on the days that you don't want to. Cause it's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think honestly, people sometimes confuse consistency and discipline with motivation it's like oh well if i don't have motive it's like no no no. motivation will no. give you like 
the initial like nudge out the door, you know, kind of like Gandalf and Bilbo. It's like, no, 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 no. That yeah. dragon thing, that was all you. <laughs> I just gave you a nudge out the door. That's all that was. Uh -huh. But then the discipline is the consistency or the discipline kicks in when you don't feel like doing something. So despite yeah. how you feel, you have to continue to do something. So give me, was there ever, what was the best example you could think of where it was like, you just remember thinking you're like, I don't want to do this, but it's like, I, I have to, and you had to drag yourself to the gym because we've all been there. So what, what's your best example of that? Yeah. Do you think? Um, yeah. I mean the past probably like six months or so, I'd say that'd be like definitely a perfect example. Uh, cause my schedule has been all over the place because my life has been changing and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been going to the gym at like 12, clock in the afternoon i've been going to the gym at three sometimes after work sometimes at like 1 1 a.m so it's been like all over the place and stuff like that so um i would say specifically like the nights that i got home from work and i was like i was like okay i need to eat i barely like i didn't eat at all since like after before work so uh i need to get something in my system and i wait like an hour or so it'd be like 12 o'clock or give or take and then Mm -hmm. go from there um and i would get home to like two o'clock in the morning um like those days especially like you like i don't like you don't want to go like it just yeah. was that like it, you're tired you don't want to go you know the fact like me personally i know i'm not gonna have an amazing workout because one my energy is already low i'm tired so those two things in themselves are gonna play a role in my performance so you know that sort of thing it's like it kind of messes with your mind it's like oh mm -hmm. I know this, I know that. So why should I go? Like, I just go asleep and I work out tomorrow, you know? And it's yeah. simple. It's easy to do that. But the harder thing is actually to do it. And, you know, not always looking at it from that perspective of, okay, well, I don't like, I have to go to the gym. Like, mm -hmm. no, you get to go to the gym. You have the ability to go to the gym because not everyone has the ability to go to the gym there's yeah. people that don't have access to that some people even like for me like i pay 30 bucks a month which isn't a lot but for some people that's too much like they can't yeah. afford that so they have to use what they have at home mm -hmm. you know that might be getting to a little bit of a different uh topic but you know using the things you have that accessible at your access and not always like worrying about what you don't have or like what equipment you don't have and just using the stuff you have body weight exercises throw some bricks in a backpack and do some squats or push-ups, whatever, you know, using that sort of thing. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like just going because like the fact that you know you need to, you want to get to where you want to get. And for me, especially since I have an audience, I have people that are, you know, watching me like, you know, where have you been, what have you been doing for the past like five years? Like you, yeah, like, there's no, yeah. no progress. Like, you know, <clears throat> there's like, there has to be, like there's words and stuff like that that you can talk about and talk about, but your action is a little different um, yeah. because action speaks louder than words and everyone knows that. And I remember yeah. there was a saying, it's like in a year or two, we'll see who been who has been talking and who's just yeah. been, who has actually been doing the work. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so true because so many people will be like, let's say they'll want to do this and we'll do this. And this was me when I started, when I first graduated, I was like, I'm going to get all these clients and make all this money and stuff like that. And things are going to go so well. I'm going to yeah. be like, I'm going to quit my job and blah, 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 like in six months. Did it happen? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll get into like the whole transition of like life and stuff like that. And that transition of being in like a very busy life, a set schedule, set routine to mm -hmm. more so a, you can do what you want and you have the freedom to do what you want 
and you can work five days a week if you want you get to work three or two or whatever the consequences you get what you work for you know like if yeah. you don't put, if you work one day a week you're not going to make really get, get anywhere if you work out yeah. one week one day a week you're not really going to get anywhere so you know it really comes down to like what you want truly and like yeah, yourself absolutely and not necessarily the sense like okay well I expect myself to get jacked and work out twice a week or once a week. And I'm barely going to put any effort. Like it's not going to happen. It's just yeah. not going to happen. It's realistically, that's not, it's not realistic at all. So, and that's one so, of the things like an issue, like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just, it, it, I was just thinking about it. It was just, you were talking about the consistency of it and how you have to, um, how you have to consistently, you know, find, find kind of what is going to be in your wheelhouse and, and, really just kind of get up and do it it's it's not just a one or two day type of thing like yeah it's mm. good to take that time for breaks but it's mm. like if you got you know load up a backpack as you were saying like bricks hell you know go borrow one of the neighbor's kids that keeps running through your yard and be like hey come here load them up on your back and start doing squats and then you know hopefully somebody is you know he's not like oh my god i'm getting kidnapped you know it's so you know okay so maybe don't do that but yeah no, probably you're not on the right idea, track but... though it's like this whole thing it's like Oh, you know, it just, it's, uh, it's one or two days. I'm okay. It's like, no, dude, there was a, there was a commercial that was kind of like that for Nike running shoes, I think a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, it was these people that would like go out and they would find, it was like the most minor inconveniences. And they're like, Oh, got to scrap the workout. Can't do it today. One dude ran outside and he looked up and he, he sees like this one little, like, you know, cloud, just a little puffy cotton ball out in the sky. And he's like, Oh, that looks like rain. We'll do it tomorrow. It's like, dude, no, like, you can't. So yeah, no, man, consistency though. It's key, but no, man, it's yeah, dude, you're, you're on a roll with that, dude. You really are. I just, and it's, it can be tough too, especially when you, you have those lofty aspirations. You're like, yeah, like I'm going to be done in six months. I'm gonna have all these clients. You look at it and you're like, it's like that nope. Charlie Brown thing. It's like, what do you have? <laughs> I have a rock. And you're like, what? And you're like, I just, you know, so, but it, but it's the small gradual steps, you know, and I, I think Alex, uh, Hermosi as a podcaster, I kind of, um, I'm getting into the realm of podcasting mm -hmm. to relate to what you're saying, yeah. the client space. It's like, you know, everybody thinks that within the first 90 days, like you're, you're going to take off and you're going to have, you know, all these listeners and millions. It's like, yeah, if you already have the claim, like where, you know, it's somebody like, uh, Megan <laughs> Kelly, or, you know, I, I know Tucker Carlson just left, um, fox news i don't know why i got that update but i did i don't really yeah it was it was weird but it's like if if he branches off and he goes off and starts a podcast or whatever like he's automatically got you know all of his followers from yeah. or all of his viewers from all three however many millions of people that were already watching on the news just carry over if it's somebody mm -hmm. like you and me who's starting from ground zero you know it's it's a little bit harder to keep that mindset because you expect everything to go so well and in the first 90 days you're like why am I not top of the charts? It's like, bro, Rome was not built in the mm -hmm. day. And then you got Alex Ramosi out here yeah. going, dude, like, go look at my timestamps. I was making podcasts like all the way back in 2017. And he's like, and they're just now hitting the top of the charts. He goes, people are just now figuring out that I was doing this stuff. He's like, it takes time, you know, and it's, it can be discouraging, especially on that forefront, you know, where it's just like, well, you know, a sideways comparison, but you're right. After a year, it's like, who's been talking and who's actually been putting in the work, you know, mm -hmm. it's, that's that's what's going to differentiate it so yeah man no that's 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 crazy for sure so when when you said that when you first started and you you were looking at the last six months and you know your book of business and trying to you know trying to build that up and get your footholds in 
in the business and and really just kind of move forward and move the needle. Uh, what were talk to me about some of the 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 early stages of building that business, some of the obstacles, and you know, did it come easy to you? Did it not? What were some of the initial challenges that you had with that? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is I had a like I had a mentor. So that was like mm -hmm. obviously he had some kind of like he had a a little bit of knowledge and like a basic knowledge of like where to go for from there. And, you know, starting out like with that, it's like, it was like Rocky. So I'm right now, like where I am and versus where I was. So like you have one thing and you, and then you are missing another. And then for vice versa, like three years ago, I had this, now I need this. So, um, back in the day, three years ago back in the day <laughs> i had i had like a guidance the guidance to do so and i had someone telling me what i was i needed to do but i didn't have like a solid foundation as far as like what is actually important and not just like okay do as much work as possible because my issue was like i just worked like so much like in the summer that summer um i worked probably like I don't know, 13 hours days. Like I had, I just had a schedule. I still have it on Google Sheets. It was like from the time I woke up at like 5 30 in the morning to the time I went to bed. Like I had a set schedule of what I was going to do every single day. Um, so my issue was like, one, I had no balance. I, there was no such thing as balance like there. And I just worked all day long. I would stay in my room, do work, and I'd go to the park and shoot a video or whatever. Um, and it would take How me closely did hour. you follow that schedule? I just not thought of that. How closely did you follow that schedule if you had it that detailed out? Yeah, so it wasn't like 100% of the time because obviously life happens. So, But I would yeah, say like yeah. a good like 85% of the time um, I did follow. Uh, for the most part but i was even if it wasn't like to a t it was like i was doing work all the time um, mm -hmm. at that period of time <clears throat> so my issue wasn't that i didn't have the drive and have the work and stuff like that um like i wanted to get this i like i wanted to get to where i wanted to get um my issue was like i didn't have the proper guidance i had guidance but i was it wasn't the best guidance like looking back mm -hmm. it was a start like obviously you have to start everywhere. So like <clears throat> for a new becomer, like at the gym, you know, worrying about, you know, how to cross all your T's and like how many sets specifically for to hit this specific muscle group to bias your, um, you know, whatever your rear delt to bias your long head, your bicep or your Terry's major and stuff like that. Like when you're not going to bias your Terry's major for one, um, <clears throat> but to worry about the small specific things is instead of just starting and it's just going to the gym, being consistent, being consistent mm -hmm. and starting is the most important thing over the specific and crossing all your T's that someone like an advanced trainee or like more mm -hmm. mini intermediate trainee would need to know. <clears throat> so, for me, it was like I was consistent, that sort of thing, but I didn't have that guidance. I didn't have the extra guidance that I needed, like the true like foundation that stuff. Be like, okay, this is what we need to start with, and this is how we're gonna do it. Um, yeah. Now I have that. So now I have that base, and now I have that guidance of like, what do I need? Where do I need to go from here? I know what I have to do. I know what I need to do. I just gotta do it. That sort of thing. <clears throat> so but you know starting off it was kind of like like i said it was like a little rough and it was kind of like edgy and mm. it was just like i was creating this course i would hop on a call with my mentor uh, mm. and i'd sit there and he, i'd write and he watched me write 
and that's what I would do for an hour uh, or mm. that hour for that call. Um, and then after that, I'd go from there. So, you know, the calls yeah. weren't when I was creating my course weren't exactly that beneficial. It was just kind of like him watching me do work, which I mean, in a sense, it kind of like held me accountable. But um, yeah, the same sense, I was like, looking back, I never published that course, because I'm like, there's so much more I need to add and so much like I need to remove because it was just like, mm -hmm. it was very general and basic, which for some people is like, that can be very beneficial. But for others, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, this needs to be more detailed. This seems like way too broad. And I feel like I need to go more specific and detail with the different things. Because one, I'm, you know, perfectionist, and I'm, <clears throat> I'm very analytical. And I have like, I have a sense of attention to a detail um to mm -hmm. a sense uh because it's just like that's just my personality i like to yeah. be specific about things i like to go more in detail and depth about you know sort of different things um but yeah man so that's i would say that's you know where I, it was um yeah is that does that answer your question no it does <laughs> it does and it's 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 always interesting because it's like i i usually throw it out there and i, I don't want you to feel like there was any kind of like formula to it because it's mm -hmm. When, when you're starting off, like there's, there's no, I mean, there's obviously a right and, you know, a wrong way to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. but it, from the overall standpoint of just getting started, you know, you talked about earlier that you had those time management principles and you had things scheduled. And so, you know, while there were days that kind of threw you off your groove for the most part, you were actually following that and trying to, you know, stay the course in the mm -hmm. process. One yeah. of the things that you kept going back to was the fact that you did have, you know, calls get up, get up <laughs> scheduled up with your mentors. And so yeah. the question that I was going to ask is, you know, without giving away any trade secrets, you know, what was it that, you know, you would end up, talking about with your mentors and you know the first few mentors that you had and then where was it that you learned what you did about working out because i'm I, i'm gonna be honest with you man like when i started working out way back you know you say back in the day like that has a different meaning for me but yeah, i mean it's I'm just sure it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like yeah back in the day you're like yeah a whole like three years ago you're like oh okay yeah 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 but no 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 so like when i first started working out back in um I, oh, I'm dating myself on this one. Um, so when I first started working out kind of back in like 2006, like I remember I stuck yeah. to machines. I didn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of looking at other people in the gym like, yeah, that looks hard. Yeah, let me go do that. I'm like, I have no idea how to ex exercise yeah. and like, you know, execute this movement. But it was like, I stuck with, I stuck with the machines at first. And then as, as I kind of came into contact with people who had been working out longer, um, I was, I was fortunate to actually m make friends with people who were very much more knowledgeable and further along in their, their fitness journey mm -hmm. than myself. So yeah. when I actually ended up, they're like, Oh yeah, come work out with us. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. No, I died the very first day. Like I straight up, like I just, I, I got, I got slaughtered right there on the gym mm -hmm. floor. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that it was like I was doing one exercises that I had never done before that I hadn't thought about doing and then I was actually executing with proper form. So a lot of it was, you know, when you're first starting out, like you you had those mentors, you know, what was it that you learned most from probably the first two? And then, you know, walk me through kind of, you know, how you went about setting up your own uh, time management principles with, you know, maintaining your schedule, especially at an early mm -hmm. age, like. I don't know too many, you know, people mm -hmm. under the age of 20, they're getting up at five 30 in the morning, bro. Like, 
there, I'm going to be real with you. Like there are days I'm getting up at three 30 in the morning to go hit the gym. I don't know too many cats doing yeah. that. I mean, it's kind of nice. Cause like the gym's empty and I can get in yeah. and get out and I'm good. But like, you know, walk, walk me through kind of some of the biggest lessons that you learned on the first, the first couple of mentors that you had and, you know, really how you went about implementing uh, time management principles. Yeah. So the first one I would say, I didn't really learn a ton of business stuff. Um, it was more so like that accountability that he was like on me, like fleas and a dog and type of thing, that hardcore, like, accountability. like that's where I learned. I was like, this is, I, this is the accountability I like. I don't like that. It's okay. You can do it tomorrow. Like, tomorrow is a new day blah, blah, blah. no 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 like i want you Weird. to be one like <laughs> we're getting this done today yeah. when are you going to do it how are you going to do it? how much time are you going to spend on it and we're yeah. going to create this time block for you to do this i like i don't like that soft accountability stuff i i loathe it like i hate it no, it's just it doesn't do it. work it doesn't work for me for some people okay um and for like newer clients that sort of thing yes yeah but down the line for like for me clients like clients that have been with me for longer than you know a couple months and whatever i'd be like no like so the more tenured ones months, are essentially getting yeah. like the drill sergeant treatment is what i'm hearing you know you're sitting there and you're like you're weak this is why she left you and they're like oh you know just, and then on the new ones you turn around for a person that just signed up day one you're like hi welcome in let's go ahead and get you assessed and you're like <laughs> what <laughs> she in tears oh, don't, yeah. don't worry about him no you're good no maybe not, maybe not exactly ahead, but drill sergeant is not i'm not that type of person but um also like you know more on you and that type of thing but um yeah the first venture definitely was accountability and actually learning to do the work yeah. and stay consistent with it and do it regardless like i remember he had me it was like there's like five of us whatever us we were supposed to create this sales um the sales video for her Instagram page. Mm. I was at the beach at the time. I wasn't at the beach, Little Beach, but we were at the beach house and whatever. So I was with some friends and he was like, we had a call and he was like, my buddies went out to play like basketball, whatever. I was like, all right, I got to create this video. And I spent an hour and a half creating this sales video. It took me an hour and a half to do, but I got it done. And I, but nice. I was the only one to do it. But I was like, in this the woods and stuff like a talking i was like i had my phone i was like talking him over <clears throat> and i was yelling blah blah because blah, uh he was like telling me to like yell some random words or whatever to get my nerves out and to, to like speak louder and stuff like that because you know naturally i'm not like a loud talker i'm like more kind of quiet and that sort of thing so um <clears throat> yeah so that was one thing that was just like doing the work you know just doing it regardless of where i was like who I was with that sort of thing was uncomfortable yeah like there's nowadays i'm still like very uncomfortable recording um like no a message in front of someone like it's mm -hmm. not it's not comfortable at all like you know yeah. like <clears throat> that's just not my personality um but i would say that was definitely like the main thing that my first mentor taught me it wasn't really business wise it was mm -hmm. just that sort of thing and then perspective as well because you know for me nowadays like perspectives plays a big role in different things um and the way i see things so like your perception or perspective of things let's say um is like you know I, there's this i like to use this like example there's this there's this image okay and it's a beautiful image just like a beautiful sky and a river and stuff like that trees and then there's a one a single fallen down tree just one okay and if you focus on you like dial in and you only look at that 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 fallen down tree 
you will see that okay this is this whole entire painting screwed up this whole picture screwed up and, and you don't even see the rest of the beauty of it you don't see the river you don't see the sky you know the sunset and that sort of thing you are so laser focused on what's wrong and what's messed up what's not working or what looks bad that you don't see everything else <clears throat> and i think a lot of people with their fitness journey and beginners and stuff like that they're they do this and their their perspective things are exactly like this that they're so focused they're like oh i'm not at my goal yet i'm not at oh, let's say they're like 140 they want to get to 160 or i'm not at 160 yet or my biceps aren't like three inches wider bigger whatever okay yeah. which is a big difference mind you yeah. a big difference yeah. um <clears throat> And they're so layers they should focus on what they haven't accomplished yet, or they haven't done this, or haven't done this. Um, which is one reason why progress pictures and tracking your workouts and stuff like that is so vital. because uh, our our human eye is like we don't see that. We see our body every single day. So we don't see those subtle changes or those like subtle changes over time that can lead to drastic changes that other people in our lives will see that we don't see like every single day. Um and I personally, I know someone in, in my life that is exactly like this. Um, like he's made progress in the gym. He's seen results and that sort of thing, but he doesn't see it himself. Like he's laser focused on the end goal to looking like, um, which just gets into the whole comparison thing with on Instagram, social media. He's come focused on like, okay, these social media guys are roided up and have been training for like eight years plus. Yeah. And be like, well, when can I get there? How long can I get there? And I'm like, I can't tell you specifically. Because like, just tell you, him to go meet the dude out back behind the gym that, you know, in the shady part of it, he's selling stuff out of the back of a van, you know? Yeah. It may yeah. kill him over, but you know, but yeah, no, yeah. that's perspective stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, like having that shift of perspective and just looking at it as a sense of like, okay, like, like I said earlier, like you get to go to the gym, you have the ability to go to the gym, not, I have to go to the gym. I'm, I don't want to go to the gym, you know, changing that you're the way you like speak towards things and speak about mm -hmm. yourself and that sort of thing kind of like will eventually over time will change and it'll be like a more positive, like, I guess you would say impact on yourself yeah. and even others around you as well. So I think perspective is definitely one of the, one of the biggest things I learned as well. Um, and I think perspective is one of my favorite things now, uh, cause I like yeah. to look at things in a different way from other people. Um, and some people don't see it the same way. They're like, Oh, this happened. Well, yeah, but this happened because of that. And mm -hmm. you got this outcome because of that, you know, like it doesn't always go your way. And, you know, yeah. <clears throat> and for me, like I, you know, I believe that <clears throat> that God will use different situations in our lives. Mm -hmm. Like if even if we take a, a path that we're not supposed to and he reroutes us, he will use that <clears throat> that situation, that uh, circumstance or whatever it is to benefit us and benefit him and to lead us down the path he wants us to go. Um, yeah. And I think that's definitely like something, you know, important to me uh, for sure. So I think it's like perspective and like the way you route, like each thing you do you know, it has consequences and benefits, regardless yeah. if it's good, if it's like initially and it's seen as something bad, like, um, like a loss of a family and stuff like that, you know, in the mm -hmm. church and stuff like that. When someone, <clears throat> when someone dies, like someone young, um, and someone on our, my church personally, um, passed away, they had a bad accident and they were young, um, a couple months ago and it brought the church like really close together. Yeah. Like it brought the family close together. <clears throat> so there's things like that that aren't seen as good and initially aren't good but that there's effects and causes and stuff like that that are good 
and there's good outcomes from that sort of thing even though initially it doesn't isn't seen as something that is good like death is like you know we that's not something we'd be like oh my gosh like my friend died and blah 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 and then you know i got this benefit from it like no you know you're weeping for him you know you're sad for him but um you're also knowing like if he's christian like he's in a better place now yeah um, so like definitely that's like perspective plays a big role in my life and you know um you know seeing how things are so that would be no, yeah sure no you're you're good i just it's it's a good analogy to 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 throw up there too especially when you're talking about the the fitness world as well one of the things that i i think that a lot of people it's very early on it's it's very easy and i'm sure you've seen this with some of your clients too that it's it's very easy for them to feel or get this sense of being uh, discouraged because mm -hmm. of you know they're not it's it's the it's the sense of immediacy like okay i'm putting yeah. in the work therefore i should and it's you can usually tell success by the and it's it's difficult because it, it when you're measuring success I, I i think it truly does come down to the the context and the industry that you're in and fitness specifically within your personal fitness journey is difficult to measure because it is a system that you pay into that you receive dividends mm -hmm. on later and it's yeah. you have to you have to walk into the gym every single day with the knowledge it's like okay i'm not going to walk out with the body of sebum after one you know yeah. one workout like i mean i you can go you can do the bodybuilder pose in the mirror and you know it it works out if it keeps you motivated that's cool but you have to realize that there is there is a series of other other principles and personality traits that come along with that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I actually had this conversation with um, a young lady that I knew back, uh, back home in Texas. And she, she and I went to church together and we were having this, I say, we, it was my house and my roommates. We just happened to be mm -hmm. like, you know, hosting this, um, this party. And it was like a get together Sunday afternoon. she said something about how there were, it was, it had something to do with the stereotypes of like people that went to the gym. And she's like, oh, yeah, they only go after people that go for the gym or something like that. I don't remember what the comment was, but it, essentially, I remember my response. And I said, I said, well, the reason why that's so important is that the people that go to the gym, I said, there is the people that are in this type of shape, the people that stick with it, the people that even take that first journey and that first step in it. I said, it actually speaks more to a series of characteristics in their own personality and character that I don't think a lot of people really take into consideration. She's like, what do you mean? I said, look, I said, I said, whether it be the very first person or I said the, the person starting off in their very first day that's been there, let's say maybe it's like a 30 day challenge or whatever, right. Compared to, let's say somebody who's been over there for, you know, however long and they've turned it into, you know, an Instagram, uh, you know, influencing career. They're in shape. You can tell they're definitely getting sponsorships. I said, but the, the key difference is, is that, what you have to realize, I said, is that, yeah, physically they may look different. I said, but there's a characteristic that's developing in this person that's starting off in this 30 day challenge that already exists in the person that's been doing this for years. And it's the knowledge mm -hmm. that your goals are not going to happen overnight. Your goals yeah. are not going to happen next week. Your goals, very real possibility. You can hit them in a year. 
30 day challenge. Mm. I mean, you can definitely walk away at the end of 30 days and then have a five, 10 pound difference. That's amazing. The question is, mm. did you develop enough consistency to stick with it? And when you don't see those results, you have to keep in mind, you're like, okay, half the battle is showing up today because it's going to become easier tomorrow. And when the, the weight becomes too light or it becomes too comfortable to lift tomorrow, that's when I know I have to get up. There's always a constant building, tearing down, and uh, reforging, if you will. Because the second you get comfortable with one weight, what happens? Your trainer's like, sweet, time to upgrade. And you're like, no, I don't want to. Because yeah. you remember what it has. You, you kind of have to take a couple of steps back and then advance forward. And so it speaks to the character of realizing that you need to have the discipline. You need to have the consistency. You need to have the understanding that sometimes you need to be able to delay gratification. And in a day and age where, you know, I'm definitely dating myself on this one, but I think there is the developed sense of before and after social media. I just, yeah, hundred percent. Because especially when you can look on, you said it too. I mean, when you can look online and you can see people, you know, you're like, well, they've got these results. Yeah. They've also been doing this for like three times longer than you do, than you have, mm -hmm. man. Like they're ahead of your journey. You can't do that. And it's, it's keeping those perspectives on point. And it, it, you and I were talking last week and I said, one of the things that I, I think has always stuck out in my mind, it's, it's, and I like that tree analogy too, because it's um, the perspective of it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like every, every single show, every single kid show that I can think of growing up that had some kind of deeper philosophical meaning back behind it, it was the exact same thing. You know, parents said the same thing. Mindset and perspective are absolutely key when you're trying to figure out the world in, in which you live and kind of navigating through that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going around, you know, looking for trouble, you're going to eventually find it. Yep. If you're going around looking for, you know, success and benefits, you're going to find it, right? And then if you really just want to go old school, you know, Avatar, La La Sandbender, you know, when, you know, Uncle Iroh is telling Zuko, like, hey, man, like, if you walk around looking for shadow in the world, that's all you're going to find, you know? So it's like, it's the adage is, I mean, the, the saying's been around forever, but it's, it's, a, it's a very common thing, but it's often one that is overlooked because of how simplistic it is. But it's amazing that when you implement that, especially in fitness, it's the world of difference. It is the absolute world of difference. And discipline, I think, depends solely on, one, that perspective change, like what you're talking about, and then even more so, uh, sticking with it, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's just – and I, it, social media is definitely a good and a bad thing when it comes to actually, like, displaying the results and displaying the consistency. Yeah. But then it can also be a huge detriment when they're like, oh, well, you know, I'm not that far along. It's <laughs> like, yeah, but you're a damn sight better than you were 30 days ago. Mm -hmm. So keep it yeah. in perspective. But, oh, my gosh. No, man, I, oh God, I can't, I can't believe I just threw in an avatar last airbender reference in there too, man. I'm getting too nerdy for this. Anyway, so the, uh, the next thing I did want to ask you about that, the, the time management principles, when you first started out, what did you find to be most effective when you were crafting your own schedule? Yeah. So one, I was always like a very, like I'm very Google sheetsy. Like I like the Google sheets. I'm like, I'm very nerdy about that type of thing. So yeah. that's what I used. Um, eventually I, spot into google calendar and then sometimes i'd write on paper you know i just played around with different things but um for one i was just figuring out like what i needed to do first um mm -hmm. and just like 
really figure out, okay, what's actually important and not just like, what do I want to get done? Like, because there's a difference between what do I want to get done and what's actually important because you can do want to do the smaller tasks, the things that take like a half hour or 20 minutes, and you might not want to do the important tasks that are the boring, long, like just dry task. Um, So figuring out what you want to do first and what you need to do first, and then going from there and be like, okay, so I got this. I need it. I need to do this number one thing. Okay. And picking a couple of things. So like, if you want to pick just three things, like I'd pick like a couple of things that I needed to get done that day. And after that, I'd be like, write a couple of things down that are like extra. So like, I need to do this. I need to do that. Uh, I need to do X, Y, Z. Okay. Now, ABC are going to be my optional or my, my extra things. If I don't get, if I don't get to this, this is not in the world and I'm not going to like obsess over this, you know? Um, so really just figuring out for one, what do I need to get done? Okay. And the importance level of that. So I'd write like an importance level literally beside it. be like, it'd be like three explanation points or like one or two. Um, so that's something I like to do personally. Uh, it's not for everyone for sure. So, but um, I liked a little more complexity um, to it. So yeah. So just identifying those two things specifically, and then just picking when you're going to do it. So mm-hmm. like, okay, are you doing this at 9am? Are you doing this at, you know, 12 p.m whatever you know figuring out when you're gonna do it having a timeline that sort of thing and giving her that block time a schedule so when you're doing this work you're doing this work no distraction nothing like that otherwise it's not gonna get done and you're gonna like dig into other time blocks which you which i don't want to do you know because you're wasting time time's precious that's the you can't Mm -hmm. get time back so you know it's it's important. So i would say specifically those things especially um i don't have no like magic or like special thing or time management <laughs> you know thing that some people claim like you know the gurus are like oh this is the thing you absolutely this is my top three secrets i'm like there ain't no secrets like, pay me 500 dollars, and i'll tell yeah. you what my top three <laughs> secrets are and you come to find yeah. out you're like you googled that didn't you like there no <laughs> yeah. that's like that's, no i didn't no, bro there's an entire wikipedia page to the presentation you just like, i paid 500 bucks for that come on man what are uh-huh. you doing? no yeah here in my here in my garage with my two ferraris and my bookshelf yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly that's there's a whole industry with that so in every single industry actually like fitness business whatever it is you're at my top secrets that sort of thing so i don't have no top secrets for you know how to manage your time like you know you gotta identify what's important to you your priorities you have to actually have a priority you can't be like fitness is important to me or like it's the most it's one of the most important things to me but you never go to the gym you don't eat healthy you don't put in like the work to eat or actually research i mean the research is already done for you you know all that you know um pub meds and all that stuff that's always already done for you all you got to do is find or if you don't want to be that specific you can just look up and type in what can i help what food should i eat to lose weight and there'll be pop up some healthy foods now for me personally uh, america's you know, food industry is just, it's jacked up. It's, it's, uh, personally, I believe they're poisoning us. So, you know, um, <laughs> some might people agree, some might not, but, um, that's my take on it. So there's yeah. so many different ingredients stuff like that, that are not needed, but, um, unfortunately, so yeah, that's, um, an unfortunate part. So it's hard to actually eat like legitimately healthy. So, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, you know, if you want to do it, if you want to, you know, actually eat healthy, you want to be a healthy person, you, you'll do what it takes. 
Like if it's important to you, you say it's a priority. If you say this task is a priority, if you say your fitness is a priority to you and it's important to you and it's top priority, you will do it. Like you can yeah. talk about it all you want. Be like, this is so important to me. I really want to do this. I really want to do this. Well, welcome to like the 95% because yeah, exactly. people really want to do this, but they don't, you know? So, I think that's where a lot of people get messed up too, is that they, they take that initial step and they're like, Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. It's like, all right, well, cool. You know, like step outside your bubble and actually do it, man. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I, I can sit there and I can talk about things all stinking day, but until yep. I actually take that first step, it's not going to make a difference. And I think that's where a lot of people, they, they have what is known as uh, paralysis of analysis it's where mm-hmm. you, you know, you just, and I'm sure you've heard about it too, where it's like you research so much about what you need to do. And you think about, you think about things left, right, and center. And you're like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. It's like, okay, you've analyzed this eight ways to Sunday. At some point, like you have to pull the trigger and put a round mm-hmm. down range. Like yeah. you just have to, you're, I mean, you're not, <clears throat> you can't, what somebody, there was, there was an analogy somebody said to me. It's like, you can't, you can't zero your weapon if you don't, if you don't at least put the first couple of rounds down range and figure out where you're trying mm-hmm. to hit. Like it just, yeah. you don't, you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to fail, but even worse is you're more afraid to start, I think. And yeah. that's, that's where a lot of people, they're just like, Oh, well, what happens if, you know, they're going to get in there and, you know, specifically with the gym, it's like, what happens mm-hmm. if I get in there and people start, you know, assessing because I don't know as much. Dude, Arnold had to start somewhere, man. Like, you know, yeah. it just it's it's the same kind of thing. It is mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. And fun fact, as far as the food goes, uh, I spent about I want to say two and a half months in Italy uh, between the mainland and then the Sicilian islands. And I will tell you this right now, their food had more oil on it than I have ever had in my entire life pizza lasagna like it was oh my god so oily but it was so good and i felt mm-hmm. i felt way better than anything i've ever had in the states after eating and yep. i'm like i'm like now that i think about it i think my prs in the gym were actually better while i had that stuff and i'm like uh-huh. it's like there's something to this mediterranean food man i'm telling you it's yeah. it's there but yeah dude yeah. that's it's 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 funny you should mention the time management principles too because i think that a lot of people you you definitely hit on it a lot of people have this idea that they need to go off and they need to get this secret to you know the universe through some guru by time management and it's Mm -hmm. it's funny because there's a guy uh i don't know if you've heard of him his name is jim roan he's Mm, he was a sales guy back in the 70s he was way before my time don't worry about it but he, uh, he, he was, that was the one thing that I wasn't alive for on all the references that I've made so far. No, but he, um, he made a, a living off of being a very high, high performance sales guy. And mm-hmm. he eventually ended up doing uh, corporate talks where he would give kind of business lectures on how to kind of improve sales and time management, just overall like performance issues. And so one of the things he was talking about was actually time management. And so he, you know, he said that as far as a general rule went, he's like, you know, don't, don't start your year until it's finished. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? and he would broke it. He broke it down even further all the way down to the day. He's like, don't start your day until it's finished. And what that means is, is that much like you were saying, you need to have a plan in place and you need to be able to look at your schedule and go, okay, this has got to get done. This has got to get done. This has got to get done. I know this is going to be a heftier task. I have to allocate this amount of time to it. 
give a few minutes in between here in case, as you mentioned before, some of the unexpected stuff comes showing up and you're like, oh, okay, well, that's going to rock me off my schedule. But I allotted for the time for the surprises to you know actually occur throughout the day. So this isn't going to take me back too much. And then go on from there so that by the time you're done with the week, you're like, all right, I already knocked this stuff out. So now you have an idea of how to actually implement these time management principles. And they're not, I think it's what a lot of people, you know, get wrong is that like from what I, from what I remember seeing about the rise, stabilization and fall of these gurus was that everybody said that they had the answer, but then nobody's answer was ever consistent, mm -hmm. which was interesting to me. And then you start listening to these guys like Hormozy and, you know, Cardone and, and just getting that different perspective. And you're like, what is it these guys do? And it's, you have to find, as you said, what works for you. And it's not going to be yeah. the same across the board. It really is not. So I just, yeah, man. So real quick too, cause I, I, I wanted to get your take on this, especially with weight loss, because you said that one of your main specialties was, you know, helping guys, you know, knock out that first five to 10 pounds initially. Right. So what are some of the ways without, you know, cause I don't want to have you like spill your trade secrets here and then, you know, just disclose that to the world and like lose your marketability or anything like that. <laughs> walk me through, uh, walk me through, you know, really how you go about helping your clients take that first step and then maintain that, that focus and that perspective to, you know, mm -hmm. accomplish that first goal to get that momentum rolling with the success. Yeah, for sure. So first things first is actually, you know, having them understand the fact that this progress, like, like going back to what you said earlier, that this isn't like a sprint, like this is not no 30 day thing that you're just going to be mm -hmm. looking amazing. Can you lose weight in 30 days? Absolutely. You can lose weight in 30 days. Now that as much as you want, probably not, you know, you know, the deeper deficit you go, calorie deficit. So it's basically eating less calories than you're burning. Um, I mean, than you're consuming. Um, yeah. And so basically, if you're eating, let's say your maintenance is 2000 calories, and you're dropping mm -hmm. down like 1500 or like 1400. That's a pretty, pretty deep deficit. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, if you have a more moderate uh, deficit, which would be like, let's say a 300 calorie deficit. So you're eating like 1700 calories. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to lose weight on a more consistent basis, but also on a healthier basis. Like if you're dropping, like if you're in the 800 calorie deficit right away, first things first is that you're going to be losing weight, like water weight faster. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're going to be losing weight faster initially. Now, over time it will slow down, but we want for me and I want for my clients, I want them to have long lasting results and i want them to, the habits and the consistency and the discipline they have i want that to play into other roles, like places in their life i want them to um be able to use that to like gear their other other areas of their life not just be like okay i can do this for 30 days and i'm done mm -hmm. so some people do want to do that some people would just want to do like okay i want to get as fit as possible um i'm going on vacation and after that well, you know, next year we'll come around and do the same thing again. Some people want to do that. You know, if they want to do that, okay, all right, fine. I'm not going to, you know, pull any teeth to, you know, talk, tell you to uh, that longevity is better, even though personally I would give you the benefits of that. But, yeah. um, you know, if you really, if this is what you're set on and you don't want to, you, you won't change your mind, let's do this. Okay. But you will, the results won't last longer. 
okay mm-hmm. typically the people that go in those very low calorie deficits diets low energy very low energy diets and those very restrictive diets um i know there's a couple different you know programs out there that are very restrictive very low energy intake diets that you know you lose a lot of weight you do you lose like 50 pounds in like a couple months or whatever you know depending on how much fat you actually have that will determine on that sort of thing but um <clears throat> you will lose a lot of weight but longevity most people would gain that weight back within the one to five years so mm. or even some people even more weight so that short term you know quick fix type of thing is not really worth it in my opinion but um, in, in, I would say in your per- I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off real quick. There was, there was a point of curiosity on that too. Cause I, I, it was funny cause I actually had somebody mention something that you touched on uh, two and a half weeks ago in a conversation, in your opinion, from what you can tell on what you've studied about weight loss so far, cause I know that you've actually, you, you've done your homework. Mm-hmm. You and I had a conversation before this, uh, the show, and I know you've done your homework on it. When you say that they, they can get that weight back in your opinion and like, you know, when the weight comes back and let's say, you know, anywhere from, you know, one to five years, what is the biggest contributor to that weight returning in your opinion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So personally, I think it's more so that during that period of time where they restrict themselves so much that they're, when their, their idea and their thought process of how to lose weight is to be restrictive as possible to cut out carbs. Everyone, you know, everyone, you know, so many people, uh, think that yeah. carbs the enemy, you know, carbs make you fat. No, you know, eating a calorie surplus over a long period of time makes you gain weight. Okay. And eating unhealthier foods obviously doesn't help with that either. So, um, I would say specifically just consuming those foods that are just like, okay, chicken, broccoli, rice, or like these dry foods, having like low sodium intake and all these different things. So instead of just having a more moderate approach to like, okay, I'm going to lose a pound, like a pound, like once a week. Okay. Or let's say we lose like three pounds a month. Okay. Which some people be like, oh my gosh, it's only three pounds. But dude, let's say 12 months from now, you're down like a decent amount of weight and that weight will make you look way different. Okay. Now, obviously how much weight you lose will play into a role. Like, and actually, if you look at your body mass index and how much fat you actually have so if you're like someone that needs to lose like 10 pounds obviously you're not going to lose 10 pounds really fast and you don't want to lose 10 pounds really fast and therefore you might gain lose some muscle as well uh, which i don't think you want to do so yeah but um specifically more so just that you know initial being really restrictive and not understanding how to actually lose weight while also consuming foods that you enjoy. So I'm big on moderation. I'm big on like actually consuming foods that you do enjoy. Now, obviously not every single day. Yeah, you don't have to have, you don't, I'm not going to tell you to eat cookies and cakes every single day. No, don't do that. Do not. Hey, listen, you don't have to tell me to go off and enjoy (laughs) anything. All right. I'm going to take the initiative right then and there. All right. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's also like, it's not just like, okay, you can have these foods. It's like actually looking at your calories and stuff like that. Like I'm big on tracking calories. Like I think it's, it tells you a lot and actually shows you and helps you realize how much you're consuming and you're not just like, oh, I'm eating 2000 calories, but you're somehow gaining weight and you're, you know, let's say you're 25, you're 180 pounds or whatever, and you're gaining weight and it's not like muscle, you know? are you really eating only 2000 calories? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
I would say especially that that initial restrictive period of time and that bad idea of what losing weight actually looks like because mm-hmm. for some people it's like okay I need to cut out carbs I need to eat like no sugar whatsoever and that sort of thing and that that is done like and then you you put yourself in a automatically in a calorie deficit okay so if you were to look at it more from my approach so it'd be more a moderate intake so you would be losing weight you know maybe a pound a week half a pound a week mm-hmm. um, which is on a healthier side because long term you're not dropping a ton of weight right away and your the habits you're making on a daily basis and the things you're doing on a daily basis are small changes they're not these drastic you know a to z things like you're not going from one side of the spectrum to the other like we're not jumping extremities here this is just like a slow change over time you know that's i'm big on like small habits changes and stuff like that and just like even daily like daily habits like you know making your bed not you know um, brushing your teeth that sort of thing just these small habit changes and these things <clears throat> that you don't want to do or but you have to do or you should do at least and can doing that consistent on a consistent basis uh, i think is very important very vital for long-term results um and yeah. just long-term discipline as well so um i would definitely say that what for sure would be a you know an answer of why people do yeah gain that weight back because they're they have a bad you know perspective of what actually losing weight looks like they think it's you know you get to do all these different things in reality you need to be in a calorie deficit and that's pretty much it you can eat cheeseburgers they actually did a study on this before that <clears throat> people did ate only mcdonald's there was like a group of people only ate mcdonald's and they were in a calorie deficit they're in a calorie deficit they lost weight they still lost weight, but they were in a calorie deficit. That's all. Well, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go spreading that around in America. No, 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 no. Like, don't, oh yeah, don't do Bra- that. You know, Brady, <laughs> Brady said that I could do this, and you're like, no, 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 no. Time out, time out, time yeah. out. That is that is not what I put down range to you. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Don't do that. You're gonna feel like garbage. You will lose. You might lose weight. You're gonna feel like garbage. Okay. Now the quality foods and stuff like that plays a role in, you know, actually how you feel your performance in the gym and that sort of thing, um, sleep, stress, et cetera. So it's yeah. not just being in a calorie deficit. You don't want to just do that. You want to eat healthy. You want to eat fruits and vegetables. Don't be a meathead. Don't be like me when I was like 14, only eating meat and be like, okay, I only want meat, like eating no vegetables whatsoever. So, Hey man, that carnivore diet, man, it does, it does wonders, man. What are you talking about? That's, that's the way to go for sure. It's crazy though. Have you seen the people that have done this though? Like there's, um, I know Jordan Peterson said that, and I mean, I'm not taking, you know, nutritional mm-hmm. advice from him, but there was a, there was a thing that he was talking about with Joel Rogan on his show. And he goes, yeah, he's like, explain this meat diet to me that you're on. He's like, I don't know what it is. He's like, I eat ground beef, like you know, or ground meat like three times a day and everybody's like, Oh man, yeah. Give me the secret to this. And Jordan Peterson's like, dude, no, this is a miserable existence. He's like, this is literally all I can eat. Cause if I eat anything mm-hmm. else, like it just, if you were to, if you were to go off and listen to like his, his nutritional background and like the mm-hmm. story that he's the journey that he had specifically within like his nutritional, like ups and downs and all the rest of it. Like it was, it was crazy. Like it, it was he would eat and it would just destroy him. It didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. It could be vegetables. Yeah. It could be do this. Like he, I think he said that at one point, like he and his, he and his daughter had had some kind of like lunch where they had like washed spinach or something like that, or, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of vegetable. And he told this story of how his daughter in this, this car ride, like sat there mortified 
just like, I mean, she was looking at something and it was like absolutely scaring the crap out of her. And then come to find out later, it was like, she was seeing some of the, like just the most horrific stuff. It was like this, this monstrosity mixed in with like this demonic face type of, so we were yeah. talking about like massive hallucinations type of yeah. deal. And so then he switches over to like this all meat diet. And then he was just like, stuff was gone. He goes, I don't have physicians that can tell me one way or the other weird, but it's, you know, I, I make the joke and I say, this is like the one-off scenario. I'm not saying go off and do this, please watch. Don't, don't do the whole meat diet thing. Come back and be like, well, the early insight and Brady. No, 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 no. Just disclaimer right here. I'm not saying that it's just when you, when you pick up all meat diets like that and you pick up like various, um, I wouldn't say fad diets, but it's like it's it's very weird when you hear stories like this in the one-off scenarios mm-hmm. because it's also very easy to fall into the whole thing. If people go, "Well, it worked for him; it can work for me." No, 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 no. Because yeah. not if, here's the thing: like, I'm I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but it's like I'm down in about three thousand, about thirty five hundred calories per day just to maintain what I have, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm already going to the gym like six days a week. And I'm doing a different muscle group. I'm doing, I'm making sure I'm in, you know, jujitsu doing cardio. It's, um, if you ever want a good cardio workout, go do Brazilian jujitsu. That'll dude. I got folded like a pretzel my first night. I, I died. It was great. I was, it was fantastic. Um, I felt like a student again. It was, I was sitting there doing jujitsu. It was like, (gasps) I was like, why do I feel like I've been doing wind sprints? And they're like, yeah, you gotta control that. I was like, appreciate it. So it's, it's great cardio, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, it's nutrition is one of those things, especially with fitness where it's like, you have your basics, but it's like, you can't take these one-off scenarios and then just assume that it works for everybody. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's not. And I think people get into that, that tunnel vision you were talking about. It's like, oh, I'm going to eat only meat. It's like, bro, throw some veggies in there. Like just, you know, mix it up a little bit. Don't, you know, throw, throw some leaves in there. Why not? you know yeah but yeah 100 yeah exactly all right so what's your i gotta ask you this since we're on the topic man what's your what's your go-to guilty guilty pleasure food go for it guilty pleasure food yeah dude <laughs> oh i don't know i'm a i like my uh chocolate and uh like i like my pastry so like any like oh cheesecake i'm like anything any kind of pie is like that or it's like you're chocolate a fat kid at heart aren't you i've never been like overweight so like no but um yeah so you you started uh you started to say something a second ago i thought was really really interesting and i and i and i kind of abruptly cut you off again you said that you saw something where it was like if they eat like burgers and steak mm-hmm. or something like that what was what was that you were starting to get on about because i know i'm gonna get questions about that if i don't ask you about that oh like when i was like saying i was just like i eat like a bunch of meats and that's it yeah 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 yeah, <clears throat> yeah no so like i was when i first started i read like a short little like okay what to eat and i was like okay meat protein this is what i wanted so i just ate like i didn't eat purely just meat it was more yeah. so like i just tried to eat as much protein as possibly could it wasn't like i didn't eat fruits like i love fruit like that fruits like strawberries for the win 100 um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> but that was more so like i didn't have vegetables and stuff like that like i did but i wasn't like worried about like my vegetable intake i wasn't like okay like i need my you know my broccoli and my kale and whatever else i wasn't really focused on any of that i was just like as much protein as i possibly could 
you know consume you know mm. <clears throat> which was i don't really remember it was like a while ago so you know um but yeah it wasn't like anything like i just ate meats or it was just like chicken ground turkey and you know beef and stuff like that yeah. no um Turkey's i, good, I would not do yeah it is um if you make the right way it's pretty darn good so yeah that's true um, that's true but yeah so like for but for weight loss and stuff like that you you definitely want to have other foods incorporated as well but I know I mentioned earlier, so like being there, I'll give you a few tips, um, <clears throat> the audience, a few tips. So one being the calorie deficit, if you want to lose mm -hmm. weight, uh, say like three to 500 calorie deficit, that's burning more calories. I think I missed said this earlier. So yeah. um, hopefully you hear this right now, uh, <laughs> burning more calories <laughs> than you're actually consuming, not not the nervous Brady talk that I was saying earlier. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, so it's hey, burning fine, more calories you're than you're consuming. So um, make sure like 300 fiber calorie uh, deficit and then over time gradually decreasing that. So if you're like for a week, you're like, oh, I'm not losing weight, but you're also working on stuff. You're getting stronger. Okay. Okay. We get it. Okay. It's one week though. So if it goes like three weeks and you're still not losing weight, then you might want to drop the, the calories another like 100, you know, maybe 150. Um, and, but gradually over time, just decreasing it. Two, obviously go in the gym. You don't need to have a perfect workout routine. You don't have to have the most amazing workout routine ever. Just going. Okay? You can do body weight. That's what I started with. I started with calisthenics, and I'm actually getting back into doing that. I'm going to be doing a hybrid routine here, um, and I'm pretty excited about that. But, um, yeah, no, so man, just awesome. working out in general and make sure you're getting fruits and vegetables, you know. I would say upwards, like if you could as much as many fruits and vegetables you can, so like three to five servings would be fine. Uh, I know the recommended dosage is just like, you know, getting at least three servings, okay, um, of fruits and vegetables a day. But I would say, you know, there's an upper limit I would more so recommend personally. But um, take that full discretion that, you know, disclaimer, that's, you know, whatever for your body personally, you don't, I'm, I don't know your body. I don't know yours. I don't know how you react to certain foods. So uh, with discretion that, you know, just, see how your body reacts and that's the other thing pay attention to what how your body reacts to certain foods if your body says no to this and you feel like garbage after this like consuming a certain food and it's on a regular basis don't consume that okay um <laughs> because i found that a hard way so um, <laughs> no okay <laughs> so um so so what what was it that you found that you automatically started singing that song where um I don't know who does it but it's like my body tells me no okay so what's the what's the story back behind back behind this that we've stumbled upon what's yeah, what happened so, with you I this is going to be surprising but protein shakes okay so I would have whey protein shakes like I'd mix it with fruits when I first started working out right. and I was like it always felt like there was this like something just stuck in my throat and it was just clogged okay i was like this is normal right like you know it's this is fine right like this is just because there's a lot of protein at once right like this yeah. is this is just that right no okay so over time i was like okay like i had protein shakes here and there blah blah and um you know one day i was like you know i don't think i'm supposed to be and i asked a friend like i was like you know, do, you, do you get the same reaction like no like well, you shouldn't be getting that like interesting so i had this like okio's protein yogurt one day and i was like hmm it's like i started feeling like this feeling in my throat and i'm like this has whey protein in it and i looked it had whey protein concentrate and i'm like 
I'm allergic to whey protein concentrate. Oh, isolate. no. So it just, it kind of feels like something stuck in your throat, basically, for me. Oh. So I don't, I can't have whey. I am, I do actually um, like a little bit allergic milk. So, but it's not like a huge, oh, like allergic no. reaction. But so I was like, this is great. Now I know that I'm not allergic to whey protein. So um, no everything's way. good now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so go ahead and jump I, off. That was the worst bad joke I ever probably put downrange to you, man. I'm sorry. God, to find out about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it so took me like it's a just while, it's just whey protein like across the board. Then, like it's um it's like concentrate isolate. Like I, it's just oh, whey okay. protein. I mean, whey protein whey is like a milk. It's milk based, so it's like yeah, okay. You know, I have a I'm allergic to milk a little bit, not a lot, like, but it's just like a slight allergicness or whatever. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I get have more reaction to like whey protein than I do milk itself. So Ugh. yeah, whatever else is in it that I have a reaction <laughs> to more. So so yeah, that's that's my um, listen to your body and uh, you know, go from there. Not don't be like okay, I need to consume this food because so and so says it. Or you got to power through this diet. <laughs> yeah, no. <clears throat> there there's a. There's a slight difference between doing something because you should and because like, you know, no pain, no gain and something that's completely yeah. stupid and you should not be doing this. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's there's a slight there's a fine line between that. So don't be like <laughs> no pain, no gain all the time, 100 percent. And then it's like, yeah, I have pain when I eat this food. I'm going to, you know, just grind it out. No, it's, please yeah. don't do that. Please don't do that. It's bad. <laughs> The, the last time I saw somebody try to grind out like just a calorie, uh, a caloric intake was I think it was when Game of Thrones was I think it's like in its third or fourth season. And mm -hmm. I guess the mountain uh, Hawthor Bjornson had picked up the role as the mountain mm -hmm. and he, you know, he he blew up. He went viral because, I mean, the dude's like I don't know if you've seen pictures of him. He's like seven, two or so. The dude's got Viking mm -hmm. blood. Like, I mean, yeah. like dude's tall and his wife's like five one so it's just it's you know it's whatever yeah that's yeah. it's it's crazy but there was a a video where they had found out that he consumes like some ten thousand calories a day and some of the guys like yeah man we're gonna go ahead and keep up with that i'm like you're insane ten thousand yeah. calories holy crap no way they were eating like they were eating like whole meals i mean like the dude had like 20 containers of like meal prepped food out or something like that. And they got like maybe an hour and a half in and the guy's like, he's like, I can't, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. No, it's so these dudes are like weeping. They're like, we can't even finish that. I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know what possesses you to think, you know what? 10,000 calories. I can down that in a single day. Let's go. Uh, it's just, it's, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, 10,000 no calories. That's insane. Oh man, yeah. I, there's some like those um, what are they called? The uh, strong men that consume like tens yeah. of thousands of calories, like everything. I'm like, dude, like there's no way I would, I could not do that. For one, I don't like the physique of like a strong man. Like, yeah, they're really strong, but I, I, I could not do that. No, that's not for me. Like, could not. If it's for you, you know, Eddie Hall and um, I don't remember. I can't remember the other guy's name. Um. But Eddie Hall is one of the, I think he was one of the strong, he was like the strongest man in the world at one point, um, or still yeah. is, because he deadlifted like over a thousand pounds. Um, yeah, it was like 1100 but, something, like it was, it was up there. And I want to say that Hawthorne, uh, Bjorn Hawthorne, 
was was gunning for that title. He had it for mm-hmm. like I want to say one year or two. It was close. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's those two I think have gone back and forth a little bit. Um it just and I got a buddy back home who's actually into Power Man type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like he started doing all this. So he was big into it. And he's like, Yeah, man. He's like, This guy came to this amateur meet and this, that, and the other. I'm like, Cool. Like, you want to be happy for him, but you have no idea who these people are. And you're just like, Yeah, cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, like Eddie Hall, I think it was, I think it was like some 1100 pounds or something like that. Like, it was monstrous, man. Yeah, it was insane. It's beast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, what, would you, what would you do if you could deadlift 1100 pounds plus what would you do man i have no idea that's that's crazy to even think about i mean when i the last time i did like a max for deadlift which was like two years ago yeah. and it was like 380 or something like yeah. that and i'm like i was like over here like 145 and i'm like 380 <laughs> i'm like on a thousand like 1100 pounds like what what the heck ain't no way no man. but yeah, wow. that's it's insane for someone to like a human being to like deadlift that much. Yeah, it really, it's is. like it's like you it's think crazy. you're doing well in the gym and you watch one of these competitions, you're like, this dude's this dude's literally like curling a the front end of a pickup or a, mm-hmm. a semi. Like, yeah. what am I doing with my life? What do, I shouldn't <laughs> even be in the gym. And then you got other beasts over here. They're just sitting there playing Ronnie Coleman, screaming lightweight baby on loop for like mm-hmm. four hours while they go work out. And you're just like, yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm not on that level of like just absolute savagery yet. That's insane, mm-hmm. man. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. So I do have a, I do have another question for you. When you got clients coming in the door that may be doing this for the first time, what is, mm-hmm. what is something that you have found particularly helpful to keep them kind of motivated and on uh on par and kind of keep the the influence of that instant gratification and that mm-hmm. that compare that side that lateral comparison as i like to call it um yeah. kind of out of their mind and away from their morale what have you found to be most effective with that so one of the things i personally like to do is figuring out their why and it sounds cliche and it's like yeah. why do you want to work out why do you want to go through this transformation and again i get that like emotional like deep reason because it's like mm. if you have this like deep reason stuff like that and you're like okay i like why do you want to work out well i just want to look fit i'm like i mean we all do right like so like <laughs> like come on give me a better reason like yeah you know just continuously asking them why they want to work out and be like okay so you want to get fit why do you feel like you need to get fit well you know um i was kind of was like a scrawny dude and or like i was you know, always overweight and i'm like okay so did you like get bullied in school and yeah i did for my weight and you kind of get into this like more emotional type of side mm-hmm. of things so getting into that you know deeper why is something I found that's definitely helped because it's like if you remind them their why, be like, okay, you know, um, you know, you want to do this for your mom, okay, that your mom passed away like five years ago or something like that, and she always was supportive of you and stuff like that. And you have like a picture of mom like uh, on your phone or something like that, and you're like, this, like, you're my why and stuff like that or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like it hits you hard, and it's not just like this. You want to look good for the summer type of thing. It. Yeah it connects them to that when it connects them that you know that reminds them that emotional reason so it, it pushes them when they don't want to do that work and they're like and you'll be like like one of my mentors um it's like he's like 
because he had something similar like his mom was his motivation he's like you know if he if i quit i'm quitting on her and that sort of thing so and he's like i'm not gonna do that so i'm gonna continue to go on so figuring out what their why is um and it can be hard at times to figure out what someone's why is uh, mm -hmm. because they're not like they don't trust you as much you're not like you're a new person like like i met you like 10, day, 10 days ago like why why should i tell you my emotional life yeah exactly so, you know it, it takes time but um reminding of that and also comparing the progress pictures like you know because like i said earlier we don't always see that instant that progress right away we don't see that gradual progress right away it'll take yeah. us like maybe months like months like months and months and months to see that um unless you weigh yourself when you're like you're trying to lose weight and stuff like that then you'll see the weight and the scale um it dropped down but you might not see like that even if that it's like let's say you gain some muscle mm -hmm. the weight the scale gets back up you're like what the heck like i'm what am i doing wrong and you you don't take progress pictures but then you i'd like have you take progress pictures and i show you like side by side and you see your shoulders a little more defined you see your yeah. biceps a little more rounded you see your quads a little more shaped or your your core is a little more defined not, not a, like incredibly different but it's a little different and you yeah. can see that changes and stuff like that so having them side by side especially side by side not to be like okay here's a picture and then i'll look at my other friend and see that but having it side by side really like helps them be like okay like i'm actually making progress like and i want to yeah. keep going and i kind of like light to fire them a little bit to like keep pushing keep going to see that progress because you know we are so critical like of like what we haven't done and you know what we haven't gotten like we haven't benched 225 for reps or whatever um but you know you now are at 205 for like five reps you know you might not be 225 but you you know put like 20 pounds in your bench which is really good so i think just showing that progress and mm -hmm. also reminding them their deep-rooted why is very important and helps them yeah you know to stay consistent and stay motivated um and reminding them why they want to do this and not just i want to work out you know we all yeah. want, we want to look good you know or i don't think yeah. at least i think most people you know nowadays you don't know anymore but most people i'd say want to look good and want to be fit and be well i mean with the nice. whole body positivity thing too i mean you got to be like you know how hard do you really want to push somebody and then it's like oh my yeah. gosh you're fat shaming me it's like listen like i mean yeah kind of but look the point because <laughs> it's just i don't know there's there's a difference between i i, I think that I'm, I'm a firm believer that you can start off with the best of intentions on something and the mindset and the philosophy of something and then have it just get hijacked by the people who are looking mm -hmm. for an easy excuse and i think you know specifically in the realm of you know the body positivity thing mixed in with the instant gratification and the lateral comparisons that are easily made off of social media it can be sometimes harder to you know keep your keep your eyes on the progress that you have made and i mean you even mentioned it yourself too it helps with that side by side comparison mm -hmm. um but at a certain point you know as you said you know you really have to look at you know being honest with you you really have to take a step as you know in that leadership role and just be like look this is brass tacks like this has nothing to do with you know yeah it's it's good to be positive about the way you look and you know carry yourself with a certain level of mm -hmm. confidence because you're constantly overcoming obstacles the problem is is that when you become complacent with it and now we have to have a harder conversation of it's good to feel good about yourself but it's also not good to hide behind an excuse because you want to be you know a lazy pos sitting on a couch and you want to do anything what's going to cause mm -hmm. you tremendous amount of health problems later on down the road if you don't get a handle on it now so it's like mm -hmm. 
you know, there was, I, I wish I would have found this meme or this video that I saw where it was like, this dude gets up and he goes, he basically summarizes the entire body positivity thing in one, in one image. And he's like, he points over here. He's like, over here, we have a normal vein over here. We have a body positivity vein and you can start to see like plaque, like build up over here. And you're just like, mm -hmm. Oh no. But it's again, you have an entire movement that's lying to people saying and conflating mm -hmm. the issue okay. of, you know, obesity with, Oh, you should just be happy with, you know, when you've got people out there like Lizzo and everything else that are being praised for being just horrifically morbidly obese, but then God forbid she turns around and, you know, loses like five or 10 pounds. Well, then all of a sudden the world goes insane. And it's like, Oh my yeah. gosh, you should be happy with who you are. You could be happy with who you are. But then also realize, bro, like I need to be making better choices because mm -hmm. listen, like I can I can go to San Francisco. This is going to be you know an extreme example. I can go to San Francisco and I can sit there and have the entire facility, the entire city facilitate you know a cocaine and you know or heroin uh, habit that I have. Is it healthy for me? No, but I don't hear a whole lot of people talking about drug positivity acceptance mm -hmm. maybe i mean you can tolerate it in the city but yeah. i mean it's the same you know it, so you have to look at it it's like look you're fat you're out of shape you need to do something about this because at this rate like it's going to set you up for a whole series of complications later on down the road that quite frankly <clears throat> is going to be financial burden on yourself as well as your family not to mention the yeah. fact too genetics wise you could be a, you could be passing stuff down and it's just it's there's a difference between as i said you know this this idea of body positivity mixed in with you know just fat acceptance it's like mm -hmm. no dude like this is like it's easier to be lulled into a sense of you know comfort as opposed to taking a hard look at reality and going hey man like i need to make some better choices you know you were mm -hmm. talking about the one percent there's a book that um i don't know if you've you've heard of it have you heard of atomic habits yeah, actually, I just, yeah, I have that. Actually, I didn't start it yet. Well, I started like the first 10 pages, but I didn't get into it. Yet. Yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah. He talks about the 1% development, like over the course of uh, the year and how it just compounds. And so if you look at it at mm -hmm. the end of the year and it's 1% daily, you know, by the end of it, you've got 356% better than where you were a year ago. And the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can talk, but where are you going to be at in a year? Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the body positive, it's like, you know, it's it's good to be like, you know, okay, like I'm not where I'm at right now. Like I'm not where I want to be, but like, you know, I'm making progress and I'm happy with the fact that I'm making progress. And you might like a lot of people like they compare their themselves like for like guys and stuff like that. They compare them their body to like some guy that's been working out for umpteen years and is on roids, like um versus them. I'm like, no, compare yourself. If you want to compare your body, compare your body to you like three months ago or six months ago. Okay. And if you like lost like 10 pounds, there's going to be a difference. You can see a difference. And that 10 pound shift will be like more than what you think. You know, 10 pounds might be only 10 pounds. You might even have to lose 60, but 10 pounds is a difference. It's progress. And people don't look at that. They're like, I'm not to where I want to be, or I'm not like even halfway there. Like, yeah, mm. but you, you made like, you lost like 30 pounds. You lost like 20 pounds you you lost weight like it's the fact that you lost weight and you you made progress it's not just like uh i'm not where i want to be yet yeah you might not be but you you made progress and that's why i think it's it's good to have like these milestone goals as well not just like this big end goal and have these small goals maybe like a weekly goal 
maybe a monthly goal. Um, but also not be like, if you don't hit that to the T and be like, oh, I'm like half a pound off, like you're, you're okay. Like you, you, you're really yeah. injured basically there. So you know, be <laughs> overly critical and stuff like that. But um, back to the body positive thing, you know, it's, there's nowadays it's like they gear you to be like happy with where you are even mm-hmm. if it's not like healthy it's like like you said like an excuse just to be unhealthy i'm like like you said it's it's going to cause you a lot of health problems down the line and with america and like a like a lot of the problems that people have nowadays could be solved with just general health and working out being healthy and working yeah. out on a regular basis and if you like knee problems and stuff like that especially um if you have knee problems you're overweight and you lose the weight you know there's a good possibility that your knee problems will yeah. maybe not deteriorate, but they will go down and they won't be as bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of different issues and stuff like that that are caused by weight gain, you know, different cardiovascular diseases and stuff like that. Um, type 2 diabetes, blood yeah. pressure is increasing and stuff like that, blood sugar, blood, et cetera. Um, but there's a load of different issues that come with being vastly overweight especially like morbidly obese so oh, yeah. um there's it's not just like you know losing weight like you're there's other things that come with it like when you feel better when you if you lose like 20 pounds or not even 20 like say 10 you're gonna have more energy you're gonna feel better and stuff like that so you know i don't see why no one would wouldn't want to feel better want to have want to have more energy and that sort of thing so but i mean some people they don't see it as that they're like oh, i'm okay with where i'm at like yeah do you want your kids like let's say you're like in your 30s or 40s you're like do you want your kids to like you're like you're the role model like you are like your kids are gonna be like similar to who you are you know unless they like see that and they're mature enough to see that and they change that themselves but you know things get passed down and you know i don't blame things in genetics at all like you know yeah you might be genetically more likely to be overweight and more obese but like that's not an excuse like you know you have the ability like you have to make decisions for yourself there's a point in time in life and the age where you're like okay i have to make a decision and take responsibility for my actions and the things i do if i continue to eat like this am i going to be fine am i like what are my kids what are my family am i going to be able to play with my kids and be around when they're like you know in their 20s or something like that or am i going to you know be at risk or heart attacks and strokes and stuff like that because of how like overweight and stuff like that and it's not like it's not cool it's not like it shouldn't be popular to be like that and it's not like i I don't want to say like you shouldn't like bully them but like like at the same sense it's like you want to be like aware of like yourself and like you want to be aware of like your body and stuff like that you know you don't have to be role model type i mean not role model you don't have to be a model like for women you don't have to be look like a model you know you don't for guys you don't have to look like guys on stage like there's you don't have to be like overly fit have a six pack and be jacked or be like really have a slim waist and um a pinched waist and stuff like that for women like you don't have to like you don't need to like but there's a healthy weight there's a healthy body fat percentage and you might not look like you're mr olympian or even close to it or you might not you might look like an average guy in the gym or an average girl in the gym Um, but if you're healthy like that that can make a world difference it doesn't have to be like you know 190 pounds of lean muscle tissue it can be like you know maybe one you're 165 and you're like you know you're fit but you're not like huge like 
and that's okay. Like, you know, it, it all it all depends on the person's goals and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would definitely like for guys, especially they compare like, oh, I have to be able to bench two twenty five. I have to do this. There's these yeah. standards that society tells you that you have to meet for like your your you know strength goals and stuff like that. You don't have to do that. You know, you know, do you want to strive to be better and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. Do you want to get stronger? Sure. But um, you don't if you don't reach that like in the next year. You don't want to be like beat the crap out of yourself. Be like, oh, I haven't. I'm yeah. like a loser. Like I, I won't have ever amount to anything because I can't bench yeah. two twenty five. Like the whole alpha male stuff with the whole like, oh, gym, you're a gym bro when she bench two twenty five. Like no, like not every guy is gold yeah. to bench two twenty five. Now a lot of guys, yes, because they are under pressure and they of that societal like you know. Yeah. Um, you have to bench 225 to be a gym bro or whatever like no like what if i what if i want to do body calisthenics like one of the guys i um watched like when i started uh, calisthenics was awesome dunham um and he's like one of the most popular like calisthenic trainers or whatever youtubers out yeah. there and i mean he's he, i think he does weight training now but um you know when he started and stuff like that i don't think he did like it was just purely calisthenics and stuff like that. yeah stuff like that so it's like you know what if they want to do that what if their goal is not, not to bench yeah. as much or lift as much weight you know so that's my take on that <laughs> hey man listen calisand has worked for uh captain america i mean even iron man <laughs> he's like man you're pretty spry for a 70 year old what do you do calisthenics he's like callaway yeah. he's like ah, it's like yoga but uh, never mind don't worry about it yeah. so uh <laughs> no but it's, it's interesting that you bring that up though is that you know they this idea of you know the complacency that exists and, and it gets you into this false sense of you know comfort if you will and 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 this is where it it, it kind of it, this is where it gets a little tricky sometimes because when you're in that position where you're trying to lead someone to the promised land if you will or at least to a better mm -hmm. lifestyle a better series of habits it can be tricky because maybe you're the first person that actually has held their feet to the fire and they're the first person out of you know the five people that they hang around with the most that decides they're going to break off from the pack and actually do something different and that can be you know that can be in and of itself um ostracizing because mm, you know yeah. you are the one setting the precedent you're the one breaking away and then all of a sudden the the day you start making healthier decisions everybody else starts making jokes yep. and it's you're like oh you're just doing this and you know you're you think you're too good for us now in some cases it's like it's a it's it's a very bad it's a very bad mindset especially when you have someone who is starting off the first time and when they're in that position where they realize they're not in the best way and they know that if they continue on that path like it's going to cause problems later on down the road and it's a mixture mm -hmm. of things of realizing that yeah i need to take action yeah it's going to go against the grain of what everybody else around me is initially thinking and then it's going to take sometimes you as the professional sit back and go, look, this is like, you're paying me to get you results. This is what you need. Yeah. And it depends on, I mean, obviously if they're willing, if they're coming in, they want to stick with the program, you know, having that tough love, maybe not necessarily be, you know, the best, the best tool to implement for the situation. Mm -hmm. But then you still have to combat, you know, if they're breaking away and they're the first ones to break away from that there's there's something that's always stuck with me who the throughout the years it was a quote by uh fdr and mm -hmm. whenever it's it, whenever it's shown up 
or whenever there's a situation that's kind of arisen where, you know, myself or, you know, one of my, one of the members of my inner circle kind of branch off and they, they start taking on a new, a new, a new task or a new challenge or a new business venture. Uh, we make it a point to be very supportive and very uh, consultative of them if we can and provide an mm -hmm. open ear for consults and whatever, um, because we want to make sure that they're doing well. And one of the things that initially that I found when I first started kind of doing that was that there are a lot of people that are very quick to uh, critique armchair mm -hmm. quarterbacking, if yep. you will, you know, keyboard warriors, especially in this day and age. And there's a there's a quote by FDR that's that's um, actually it was Theodore Roosevelt. Now that I think about it, um, I'm a history buff. I should know this, but there was a quote by there was a quote by Theodore Roosevelt um, that has kind of stuck with me. And there was this speech that he gave, and it was called "The Man in the Arena." I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Okay. So the Man in the Arena. Um, it was kind of funny because while you were talking about that, it just it popped up and I and I pulled it up for reference. Um, I'm gonna read it to you real quick. So this is from a speech that Theodore had, and it was it's called "The Man in the Arena." And he starts off and he said, "It is not the critic who counts, um, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood." who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails at least fails daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat hmm. and it's interesting because as it's it's very easy to get wrapped up in the critiques of others especially you know I'm sure you're familiarized with if you ever want a really solid dose of entertainment, just go check out the YouTube comment section. Um, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to get critiques left, right and center. And it just, everybody, everybody has an opinion and it's mm -hmm. even, it's even more interesting. The opinions and the critiques that come from the armchair quarterbacks or the armchair gym bros who think they know what, you know, back in high school when I played football, okay, dude, you're 45 years old right now. Like, dude, you're out of shape. Like, dude, you got to stop talking about the glory days. You haven't done anything since then. Like, you know, if you're going to sit there and critique somebody who's actually getting up, you know, at three 30 in the morning and, you know, or five 30 in the morning, they're going to see somebody like you to take better action on their life. Like, dude, you really don't have any room to say anything to them because they're doing yeah. the action that you're not. They're doing the job that you're not. They're putting in the effort mm -hmm. that you don't want to make. Yeah. So it's like, it just, it's one of those things that's always dumbfounded me about it, but it's, there's a stigma to it. And there's that initial hesitation, that awkwardness and nervousness walking into the gym for the first time. But then how, how have you found that you best combat that besides the wire? Is that usually the biggest tool that you find really balances out those critiques that people are kind of listening to in the background? You know, I'd say it's probably just like reminding them 
and reminding me like you know if you were to go up to like most people or like you just watch there's videos online be like you know that ask that people go up to people like like what do you think about like you know beginners and stuff like that what are your thoughts and stuff like that and there'll be like you know they people usually don't you know really pay attention to them like we don't people that work out and stuff like that yeah you have your select few that are like watching their wandering eye and stuff like that but most people that are in the gym are just working out like they're just yeah. doing their thing you have the guys that you have the people that talk and have conversations for like 15 20 minutes and i'm like it's like get out of the squat rack <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah please please go somewhere else please but and then you got you got the people that are actually working out and like laser focus and stuff like that and they don't want to yeah. be bothered and and there's you know, you know people might look at you but you don't know what they're thinking you know oftentimes yeah. like i have I've, I've looked at like some you know watch someone do their set and like dang like dude you're doing freaking awesome like good job yeah. like i might not my like when i'm in the gym my face isn't like very expressive it's like just it's very dry so it's like yeah. you might think someone else but like like us we're, we're being very supportive like we might not verbally say we might not say anything to you but like we don't really like if you might be doing bad form you're like you know like you could work on your form and stuff like that like the thing with that is like i think with people that are like they judge you for your bad form and they like like you know i used to be like dude he has terrible form and stuff like i used to do that um but like you know i understand like you know if someone's gonna critique you they should be able to show you and adjust that exactly. for you so if someone's like do you have terrible form okay and you show me to do this properly how am I supposed to do this? How many reps? How many sets? Tell me how I'm supposed to perform this. I want yeah. a breakdown of how I'm going to do this exercise. Yeah. Otherwise, do not critique how someone's going to do it. As if you exactly. can't, if you cannot help them, but you want to critique them, you don't have any room to critique. You don't. Yeah. Like there's no, you have no like upper, like you're not above them. Even if you didn't know how to explain that to them, you're not above yeah. them. You're not a, like, a, you're not more valuable as a person than them. You know, um, but I think like, you know, just reminding people that sort of thing, because like, you know, most people are in there to work out. You have those select few that will be like very, that will be judgmental. I mean, yeah. that's everywhere though. So you can't be like, you don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym because you're just going to people that are judgmental. Like, and that's everywhere, you know, social yeah. media people at your workplace oh, yeah I, I, you're not going to the gym this. because people are going to yeah. be judgmental you better keep your ass off social media then oh my goodness yeah <laughs> even like just work i mean like there's been there's people that are more judgmental at work than the gym you know <laughs> so that's my take i mean like hey, you know it's you, you it's got the chatty like, kathy's in the corner that are you know groundhogging against the cubicle they're like did you mm -hmm. see? Oh my gosh! I have tea to go. We need to meet in the break room and have a twenty-minute conversation about this. Yeah. It's a thing. It really is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like people in cubes, they will judge you. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to oh, get man. judged and hear the drama, then just go to like hospitals and stuff like that. Because apparently, that's I don't know if that's like an actual thing, but apparently, that's a, there's a lot of drama that goes on there. So just don't hospitals? go to hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the gym, the gym, I don't, I wouldn't say like people would have to worry about too much because like everyone started somewhere, regardless if they're like some cocky, like inner, barely intermediate lifter that thinks they're better than everyone. Cause there's like, you know, for guys, the ego gets in the way and stuff like that. You're like, you think you're better than everyone else. Or like, you think you can lift so much and you can't actually perform the exercise properly. Like yeah, to me, exactly. it's lifting a lot of weight is cool. But if you have terrible form, it's not impressive. Like exactly, you could you could lift if you want to drop down like ten pounds or so and perform it better. 
I would rather see that than someone's lifting like with their back like completely broken or something like that. Why don't you go ahead and, and say that again for the people in the back? I think that's a little bit more <laughs> of a PSA. We need to put that out there. You go ahead and get closer to the mic and then that actually you just like make that announcement for the people in the back of the room one more time. <laughs> yeah. So form overweight any day because if you perform an exercise with heavier weights, but you're not performing it properly, those yeah. same muscles aren't activated as much. Yeah. So if you're performing, there's a there's a saying going, um, going to failure. Okay. And I used to be against this and stuff like that, like being or shouldn't go to failure and blah, blah, blah. But, um, I think if you can perform the exercise properly and you have someone to like to guide you and to watch your form, and stuff like that, it's okay. Okay. Take that with a grain of salt. Of course. Um, if you have terrible form and you don't know anything about lifting or you're just new and you just think you have good form, check with someone else because yeah. you might think you might have good form, but you might not have good form. So, the thing with that is like you can go to technical failure or you're going to go muscular failure. So muscular failure is actually taking the muscle to failure. You can't do any more reps. Technical failure is when your fa- your technique breaks down to the point where you have to compensate with other muscles to f- finish that rep. And you didn't take that muscle to failure. You might have taken it close to failure, but you didn't take it completely to failure. So that even small tweaks. So let's say a dumbbell bench press, you're going up, your elbow kind of flares out more so or kind of tucks in more i'd say more so flares out and your shoulders are more activated the tension yeah. is not no longer as much it's still on your chest not nearly as much as it was though so more of the tension is more your shoulder your front delts okay yeah so you're not no longer taking that muscle to failure okay which was your goal and if your goal was take that muscle to failure you know this is why i think it's more most beginners and like intermediates can't truly take their muscle to failures because they're so focused on their weight and how much actually doing the extra rep and doing another rep and not like how they're actually performing it and like staying strict um so that's you know i would say that's the most important thing over anything else okay now you don't want to be like just you know some six second rep like one two like some really, really, really so no, you don't got to do that. Just control no, just, today, control. Junior, get it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like controlled, but just don't. You don't need to be like no football player that's just like trying to run down the you know the line yeah. for uh, your time ten yard dash or whatever it is. Um, I don't know anything that, about football, so no, you're good. Um, I'm probably but... sure I'm going to get some comments. And be like, who is this guy? I think he is. You know, a football analogy. Be like, he played hockey, man. I, I just like it's yeah. it's all good. Here's the thing, man. Like, honestly, it'd be one of those things. You're like, well, he's not making the right comparison. Cool, dude. Let me go ahead and schedule you for an interview. We'll get you on the show. You know, credit goes <laughs> yeah. to the man in the arena again. Yeah, we'd be like, yeah, you know, the doer of deeds. But yeah, it just you're absolutely right, though. It's it's. I, I think a lot of people, you know, I'll give you an example. Like my, uh, my sister just started uh, getting into the gym recently and she's had um, a series of, of uh, there's been, there's been some health issues. I would say mm-hmm. issues, but there's been like stuff that's like legitimately she's had to take care yeah. of. And so she, she was really excited and she's like, Hey, I went into the gym. She's like, she's like, I moved a, a full stack or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, Cool what were you doing? She's like, does that matter? I'm like, yeah, kind of. I was like, uh, you know, and I told her, I was like, you know, just make sure that one, if you're unsure of what to do, get used to the repetitions and the, the, the movement of the exercises and everything else, you know, Smith machines are your friend. If you don't want to go to a, you know, a trainer and many times they'll have QR codes and they'll actually have it, you know, this is what you do. This is what it does. 
And I've told her, I was like, listen, I was like, get the form down. I said, before you start putting on weight, I said, because if your form sucks, I was like, it's kind of like building a Lego set. I was like, if your foundation is trash, I was like, the rest of that structure is not going to hold and it ain't going to look like the box. I was like, you know, same thing with the Ikea furniture. If you get done with it and you're like, Hey, I got a couple of extra pieces. You go to sit down on your couch and it just does this little number, dude, you're, you're hosed. And it's the same thing. I told her, I was like, you know, don't, don't mistake putting on weights on the bar or even on the machine as making progress. I was like, cause I can sit there and I can curl 55 pound dumbbells. Is it going to do anything? Like, is it effective? Probably mm-hmm. not as much if I dropped it by, you know, about 20 pounds and then hammered out, you know, a superset. Yeah. you know? So again, it's make sure you have the, you know, make sure you have the form down, make sure you have the reps down and it's, it's good. So it's yeah, really, definitely. really good. So, all right, man. So what are, what are some of the projects that you got coming up on the horizon and, and where can, uh, where can people go ahead and uh, look up yet? look you up at is that over here yes yeah, so over here struggling um, with english yeah so um you can find me on instagram at brady fit underscore i don't really have any other handles really as of right now i have facebook which is just my name but i don't i'm not that's more so for other things um yeah. projects wise i mean nothing too crazy i'm creating an ebook uh for my client for balking um so nice. that's like a work in progress but nothing too crazy right now um but yeah that's that's we don't really have anything crazy as far as projects go um just getting clients and posting on social media that sort of thing and continue to you know grow their business that sort of thing so you know it's a slow process but you know it's it's a slow it's still enjoyable so nice nice all right man that's okay so i i have to ask you though too we'll we'll end on um we'll end on this and this is a this is a good one so what is, cause you mentioned earlier, like the, the whys, what is, what is the best why that you heard out of any one of your clients so far? Um, considering I haven't had a ton of them tell me, um, or like some, a ton of them like actually get deep enough because a lot of them just want to get like kind of fit and they don't really, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still, I'm still like, they're still like very new to me. So we're just kind of gotcha. each other. So, um, but yeah, I haven't really had anyone any deep, deep ones yet. So yeah. Okay. Um, so what is what I is probably really the that best way. why that you've heard? Let me ask the you that. Why? Not I even from your client, just in general. Yeah. Anytime you've you've done research. Yeah, personally, I think it's for like your family and stuff like that. So like, yeah. you know, being able to like for God, for dads and stuff like being able to be there for their kids, actually to play with their kids and not just like have to sit on the you know, the chair, lawn chair, watching them play and actually be able to interact with them um, and do things, go on hikes and stuff like that and have fun with them um, to be able to spend time with them um, and their their wife as well. They actually be able to like go do things when they're not just like to feel like they're dying because they're, you know, so overweight to the fact that they can't actually move or anything like that. You know, they're so tired all the time. Um, so I would say something to do with their family and something to do for like other people because like, when it gets down to it, your why has to be more than just about yourself. It has to yeah. be about something else. It has to be about someone else. It can't just be about, I just want to look good for my own benefit to, for, I don't know if you're like in your twenties, like me to get like a girlfriend or to look really good and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. But like your why has to eventually has to be like something and over time it'll like, it'll shape itself kind of. Um, and your why will turn into something that's like, 
more so about someone else or a group of people or something like that. Yeah. Um, more so than just like, so you can look good and act all confident and stuff like that. So I would definitely say that for sure. Nice. Do you know who, uh, do you know who Buster Douglas is? I believe I do. I've heard of him. I'm not, not yeah. 100% familiar with him. But it's, yeah. it's fine. I can't rattle off his stats to you, so don't worry about it. But I'll, I'll leave you with this in terms of the, the why, man, um, is that there was a story that uh, Buster Douglas – well, Buster Douglas was a boxer, and as the story goes, mm-hmm. he was up against Mike Tyson one fight. And mm-hmm. uh, he – going into the fight, he, he wasn't he, – he was – he was overcoming, uh, overcoming some stuff, and uh, Buster Douglas got got knocked out by Mike Tyson. And mm-hmm. in this fight, it was it was almost a ten count, and what saved him was the bell. Like literally, it was like nine, and right before the referee could say ten, ding, and then it was just like saved by. So he got up and he got saved at the last minute, and then the entire world. What was what was crazy about it was that nobody ever got back up after being knocked out by Mike Tyson up at this point. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was pretty much like, dude, this fight's over. Like once the bell rings again, like Douglas is gone, man. Like he's not, mm-hmm. he's not coming back from this. And then what shocked everybody was that, you know, they're just going to keep hammering, you know, Mike Tyson's just going to keep hammering this guy. And sure enough, the bell came out and, you know, Mike goes in. And then what shocked everybody was that Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson in yeah. that fight came out of nowhere and just put him on the floor. And as the story goes, you know, the, the fight ends Buster Douglas won, and the guy comes up to it and he's like, dude, I got to ask you, he goes, why? He goes, how, how did you do this? And he goes, he said, listen to me. He's like, it's very simple. He said three days before the fight, he's like, my mother died. He said, but right before she died, she told the world that I was going to be Mike Tyson. So in that moment I had two options he said, I could either let that die or I could live for her. And in that moment, as the story goes, there's a there's a motivational speaker that actually tells a story, but he, he adds the commentary. He goes, and what's amazing about it, he said, is that in life, he said, you are going to get hit. You are going to get punched in your mouth. He goes, continually. He said, you are going to get knocked down. He said, and if you don't know what your why is, and your why isn't strong, he's like, you're going to get knocked out every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because then when you think about it, it's like, I don't know too many people that could take a punch from Mike Tyson. Like the dude's up there and he yeah. can still like, you know, throw some power. Right. And it's mm-hmm. when you think about that in the motivation, as you said, you know, getting that why and kind of reminding them, you know, of, of why they're in there to begin with, even if it's just, you know, something simple, like I want to spend more time with their family. It's, you would be amazed as I'm sure you've seen it. It's like that. Why will carry you through so much headache and through challenges that you never really thought were possible. And Mm -hmm. it's all a mindset too. You have to be like, no, I am greater than this circumstance. The reason why I'm here is more significant than the obstacle itself. Yeah. So one of two things is going to have to happen. Either I'm going to have to back up and retreat, which is not an option, or I just have to go through this thing. Well, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm going through it. Is it going to hurt? Yeah. But, you know, if you if you had that discipline and that motivation and that foresight and, you know, that why firmly in your command, like it's it's going to pay dividends, bro. It really is. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent. 
All right. So right before I let you leave, I got to ask you, man, are you more of a pancakes or a waffles guy? Mm. Mm. I think I'm going to go with pancakes. Uh, really? Pancakes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess I... I should have I should have asked that before we went through our But no, so okay, so all right. So I I fall on team team waffles and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Right. So they have these things. I don't know if you're familiarized with them. They're called blueberries, right? They're round. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and uh you know so you can put them on pancakes right but usually if they're like really warm what will happen is they'll you know be just like and like fall off to the side. Right? Yeah. So Waffles, I'm not sure if you're tracking or not, but they have these things called squares and they're just like, oh, yeah. little bits, like right there. Well, <laughs> with those blueberries, those little round blue things, right? So mm-hmm. it's great. You put them on top of that waffle. What happens? Holds it right in place. You put your little butter, syrup, everything. You know what's not moving? That blueberry. It's a tactical. That's true. Around. Very true. Although I will say banana nut, uh, banana nut pancakes do come in clutch. I've never had this, so maybe one what? day. Oh, no, God. I've never had them. If you, if you if you can find them, you got to go to the store, man. You got to find um, you got to find these Kodiak pancakes, man, and they got all uh, kinds of batter. Just take some banana chips or whatever, mash that in there, throw it in the pan, mix it around, you're good to go. It's pretty good, man. Right. I'm telling you, I'll just try it out. Yeah, it's your homework assignment. You got to slide it back into my DM and be like, best or worst thing ever is terrible suggestion. Send it off and be like, well, we tried. So, so yeah. go back to the drawing board. All right, man. Well, any, uh, any, other, uh, any other profound thoughts you want to leave us with before we go ahead and call it up, man? We've been, God, we've been at this for two hours, dude. Man, that's yeah, crazy. Pretty much. This was, this was fun, dude. Any any yeah, any last been. profound thoughts you want to leave us with? What you got? Um, yeah, so just take it one day at a time. Don't focus on what you haven't accomplished. Focus on what you gotta do today. And if you don't get it done today, do it tomorrow. Don't focus on what you haven't done or what's in the future, whatever lies in the past, you what you maybe been training for five years and you haven't seen the results because of XYZ. You know you need to do this. Okay, focus on this now. Don't don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Just live in the present and do the work now. So Hell that's yeah. what I got, man. I hey, man, I, I I dig it, Brady. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I uh, I like I said, man, this was fun. I hope you had a good time, dude. I definitely uh, learned a couple of new things from you, man. Uh, I got to tell you, for this being your first time at the rodeo, you were all like, oh, "I'm nervous, <laughs> dude." You like a lock star, dude. I would show you you're talking about, man. No, man, Thanks, uh, man. this was I awesome. We had your uh, stuff scrolling down at the bottom. If people want to look you up, uh, your your IG handles right there, man. Thanks you. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. This was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate and, uh, you. Yeah, man. Here. Oh, yeah, fun, dude, of so. course. Of course. And uh, when I get everything all cleaned up and go to post it, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you the link. That way, if we want to sit there and sit back and be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, like – how bad the lighting was or whatever else yeah. and, sit there and critique ourselves. I'm, I'm all for it, man. But <laughs> all right, man. all right, brother, I'm gonna let you go ahead and get on with your day, man. I'm gonna call it a day and I will, um, I'll be seeing you around, man. Thanks again so much all for right. coming on. Dude. This was fun. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Take it to the boss. See ya.